Hi, and welcome to The Well Exchange, where we talk about how our spiritual reality impacts our business, our relationships, and more. On today's podcast, we're at Moose Lake Pentecostal Family Camp discussing various types of prayer that we do in our intercession. For more information or to connect with us, please find us at thewellexchange.com or on Instagram at thewellexchange. Holy Spirit, God, thank you so much for your presence. Thank you that your presence never changes, that you are ever present. So would you make us more aware of your presence right now? Father, we take authority in Jesus, and we bind down Satan in the name of the Spirit, so we against him in any way, as well as anything in our souls that isn't of you. Spirit to spirit, God, I ask you to speak to us and uh, reveal to us more about your nature as the great intercessor. Amen. <clears throat> well, I just I thought I'd uh, launch by sharing a few testimonies because we, we get to see some really cool stuff happen in intercession all the time. And so I'm assuming most of you are intercessors by show of hands who loves intercession. Yeah, awesome. Okay, that's fantastic. It's usually who gets drawn into this. Um, as I mentioned before, I, I am a recovering, reluctant intercession, intercessor. And, um, and so... Always, always learning and growing in this gift, but realizing just how powerful it is to do the intercession. Um, how many of you guys know Dennis and Katie Weidrick? Because I know they would have phoned these circles a little bit. So Dennis, um, he's, he's amazing. Something that he always says is, have you done the intercession? That's always his first question. And um, before we go into any situation, we, we need to do that. We need to go, go to the throne and ask God, what is he doing? And how do we participate with that? Because from that place, all resources are made available to us. And so, as I mentioned, I just want to share a couple of stories. I'm going to share them at a very high level because we really value confidentiality with our clients, with people we do your session with. But um, just a couple of stories from recently. So, uh, recently we were interceding with an organization that had um, the same issue for about just over five years. Same recurring pattern over and over and over again. And this is just this last week. So we did intercession with some of the leadership, and within 15 minutes of the intercession, of closing it out, we got a text that there was a shift that began to happen. It's, it's transformed things in the organization. So this is just last week. Really, really cool. I love it when it's the fullness of time, but sometimes intercession takes some time too, right? Like it takes time to walk out this prayer assignment. And so we had another one, um, which is a relationship where uh, they were going through going through a tough time, um, hoping for reconciliation. That just wasn't really a, an option in this case. Someone's heart was really closed off. So we, we had done the intercession. They were just in a holding pattern for years and years and years. And seven years? For seven years. And um, again, we did the, the intercession. And then within the hour of saying amen and being done, um, got the text that, that they were willing to move forward with the, the separation, which was actually the healthiest thing in that situation, just based off of even biblical principles of how that works. So um, really cool stuff. You know, last week, uh, just with a, a few, few, few more stories, um, there was uh, one, of, one of the people we did intercession with, um, have you ever walked out relationship and... Um, Things are good on the surface, but there's stuff that's underlying that just kind of is is floating there. Maybe some judgments or any of that kind of stuff. But we did some intercession, and all of a sudden, it made space for what was in this person's heart 
to come out, really specifically the part. And so out of their heart came some pretty ugly stuff. But which is what's really beautiful about that is that since then there's been amazing reconciliation and depth because they actually got to share what was in their heart. They actually got to reveal. And and that's, you know, to me what a revelation is. Biblically is a way of a revelation from God. God the Father reveals to us his nature, and that's simply a revelation. But also, you are a revelation. And so it says that in Romans 8, all the earth is groaning for the revealing of the sons of men. So you are a revelation. So in revealing your heart to one another, that's actually God revealing himself through you. And it's important to reveal both the good and the bad. So that's really amazing to see uh, when another person um, they were discerning whether or not to launch their business. And um, and so we actually got to come in and partner and really help zero in and discern and, and bless them in the stuff that was inhibiting them in the heart. That was really fun. Another one, there's just the relational dynamics within their business. Um, we, we've walked with them for quite a while. They've grown and scaled amazingly. Uh, and, and attribute partnering with us in the intercession as part of that. Obviously, we have to have sound business practices too. That's important to scaling. But um, they really, really grew. But there's some relational tensions as well. So we did some intercession through that and um, just some mind boggling, reconciliation, hearts being revealed, and people being able to, to grow um, even past their business and, and passing on and all that kind of stuff. So really amazing stuff. And then um, I'll just give like, a, a personal example of that um, my, my dad has shared publicly, so I'm happy to share it publicly. Um, so with my family, my dad used to be in the financial services industry. My brother worked with him. And um, so they grew, and if you don't know what this is, it's fine, but in the accounts receivable financing fund, up to $125 million in five years. It was a really unique fund in that it was insured, up to $5 million, so, and they paid a really great interest rate, like 8% annually, compounded monthly. I'm sorry, compounded annually, paid monthly. So it was a really unique product. Got to help a lot of people. And it was growing and growing, and then they found out that the factoring company that they were working with, the banking company, uh, was being fraudulent with how they were um, reporting the funds. They had five layers of auditing, of like forensic accountants auditing, and they, the, the guy still got away with it um, until he didn't. And there wasn't money in the accounts, and so he went through years and years of, uh, of lawsuits, being persecuted, like actively persecuted, and um, we were part of the intercession for that. Um, so he had 98 pages of accusations against him. And every lawyer, he wasn't allowed to have a lawyer, so he said, Holy Spirit has to be my lawyer. Um, and uh, amazingly, um, he was acquitted of all charges, which was a, actually a miracle, because every lawyer that he like, consulted and people wanted to help him for free, they're like, hey, you're probably gonna at least have to pay a fine, and, like a hefty fine, but fully acquitted. And uh, so just, Really amazing to see these testimonies and miracles. Have you guys seen some cool testimony and miracles of, of intercession before? It's been in your life? That's awesome. Cool. Well, um, we're going to chat a little bit about, well, there's a few things. So we're going to start talking about listening to prayer. We have a, a resource on our website. It's just on the main page. It's, our business is called thewellexchange.com. Thewellexchange.com. And there's a free resource right there on the main page. It just says sign up. And we have notes for you already, so you don't have to take them. So on that, we have um, hearing God's voice, listening prayer, the 20 different types of prayer found in Scripture, um, what we do for opening and closing prayer, which I'll get into in a minute here. 
and um, heart forgiveness. And so I think a biblical framework for heart forgiveness. And so we just wanted to give that to you guys if you're interested as a resource for this. Um, but you know what? Even before listening to this, talk about opening and closing in prayer. And so have you guys ever gone into intercession and then afterward faced some resistance? Has that ever happened to anyone before? Yeah, I think so. Well, I hope that that's actually not where we're supposed to experience. We're not supposed to experience retaliation. What? Okay, you're raising your Yeah. So, um, so when we go into intercession, the other thing that we carry sometimes is opinions, right? Like we have our own perspective of what we believe needs to happen, but really we want to get God's perspective. And so even today when I open, what I said is it's always consistent. God. Thank you that you're ever-present. Would you make us aware of your presence? Because even in your darkest moment, God has been just as present with you as the most glorious moment. And that's just true. He is omnipresent. Okay? Um, so make us aware of your presence and what you're doing, God. And then so we take authority and really just bind any voice that isn't of God, whether it's external to you or internal to you. Because our soul likes to lie to us, too. Right? Our soul likes to bring in beliefs and things and all that. So it's like, God, we bind that. So it's the prayer of binding and loosing. And you know, we lose your voice. God, would you speak us spirit to spirit? Because that's the place we want to be in. And from that place, we just go straight into listening. So scripture says we know in part and we prophesy in part. So it's actually really important that we kind of walk through the process of, of what we know. So here are the facts. This is, you know, with our clients, we get a bit of an update as to what's going on in their business. And if we're consulting a church, we get a bit of an update. This is what we've experienced, what we've heard. That's great. So we, we lay, so we hear that, and then we lay it down and we ask God, God, what do you want to do in this situation? So we, we ask two main questions ever. This is it. The first question is who? Who is God? Who am I in God? And who's God in me? So, God is a relational God. The Father is highly relational with us. This is legitimate sons. The bridegroom. Oh. Good? Yeah. The bridegroom, Jesus, is, is intimate with us as, our, as legitimate brides. Men, you're just as much a part of the bride as women, you're part of the son. That's just true because you're in Christ and Christ is in us. And the Holy Spirit um, loves being intimate with us as friends. And so when you step into the person of God in intercession, Jesus is the great intercessor. The Holy Spirit is making intercession on our behalf. It says that in the New Covenant, then we're able to participate with God, which is the next question. God, what are you doing and how do I participate? And so in listening prayer, we're stopping and stilling our spirits and listening. It gets really fun because God just gets to take us somewhere. Quite often, He takes us somewhere in the Spirit. Um, you know, sometimes He's going to speak to us a, a download. Sometimes there's a song that's going to come up, and quite often this is a worship because that's what God is worshiping over this organization or business or person. And then from that place, we let God lead us into that intercession. So, with listening prayer, what I've found especially when you're doing intercession for something that's close to you, because you gain empathy and perspective in that intercession. 
that would otherwise leave room for, for disinterest or disdain. So you gain empathy and perspective in intercession that would otherwise leave room for disinterest or disdain. Quite often, when we're going into intercession, I, I've said this, and I'm just going to be blunt about it, um, quite often intercessors kind of act like they're constipated because they haven't passed the burning. There's a whole bunch of poop built up in, in, inside of them that needs to actually be passed. And so what we do is we pass the burden back to God. And, um, and, and as we do that, we become, become a little less grouchy, um, become a little bit more empathetic, and we gain perspective, and we actually get God's heart of love for that person or that situation. And, and it's really beautiful. Have you guys ever experienced that in the intercession, like getting a different perspective? Yeah? Such subtle nods. I like that. Thank you. As I said, this is the, the nap session, so I appreciate you guys being here. Um, well, we're going to take a couple minutes and, um, and just highlight some of the types of prayers. So, how many of you have heard of identification or repentance before? Identification or repentance, okay. Yes. So, yes, you have. So, that was at least a few people. <laughs> okay, so um, what identification or repentance is, so what Jesus did on the cross is he stood in the gap on. The greatest act that Jesus ever did was actually an act of intercession. He chose to stand in the gap on behalf of you and I to the Father. And in that act, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what to do. They don't know what they're doing. So in that act of love, he reconciled us to the Father so that we don't just have a relationship with Jesus. We have Jesus, or we don't have a relationship with the Father, we have Jesus's relationship with the Father. We talked about that this morning in our session, right? We are actually in Christ, and that's our position. So when Jesus did um, this act of intercession on the cross, he stood in the gap on our behalf, and we can actually participate in that act for other, other people. I just, I basically say it now, person, place, or thing, or situation. So we can, we can choose to step in and, and listen on behalf. So what this looks like, imagine, if you will, like a prison. And in that prison, there are many different doors to get into a cell. There's the gates. With the gate, you need to drive through. Right? And then you get in, you park your car, you walk in. There's going to be a sign on the street with a security guard that lets you to the next street. Maybe there's a guard at the door with a specific card key. Maybe there's an actual physical key. Maybe there's a camera that you need to wait at. And each of those doors requires a different way to access that room, to get into that door. And so, would it work to use the physical key where the card key is? No. That's, that's what applying the appropriate type of prayer in each situation yields. So, what we're doing in listening is we're getting the right key, and then, so one of these keys, like I said, is identification repentance. So it's standing in on behalf of that person. Say if I'm, um, I'm going to intercede for Angela. So I'm going to say, God, I'm coming to you on behalf of Angela, doing the intercession. Okay? She's crazy. Oh. <laughs> She's crazy. That, that was her old way of saying. Um, so, I'm going to say, Father, I choose to drink the bitter cup 
Because that's what Jesus has handed on the cross. He's handed the cup of vinegar. I choose to drink the vinegar cup. Um, would you please reveal to me anything that you would have me intercede for her now? And as you enter into that, you began to feel different feelings and think different thoughts. Okay? So now we're sitting there, we're listening. Now I feel really angry about this. I feel bitter toward this situation or person. Um, like, we've done this for people who are in deep depression. So maybe they are thinking, I, I want to I kill myself. I want to commit suicide. Or they're in marriage and they're like, I actually want to kill myself. That level of hate is there. So when you're doing identification repentance before the Lord, the more honest or the most honest you can be, the more freedom you will experience in intercession on behalf of that person, which is what brings a lot of the compassion because the Father is revealing the heart of a man to you as you choose to stand in the gap. So when you're doing that, it's not something that you make a list of and then you go to Greg and you're like, I just stood in the gap on behalf of your anger and your resentment and your control and all of those things. It's not something you're ever going to likely get credit for. Um, we just went through a situation where we stood in on behalf of a leader of an organization and it was really grievance the things that we were standing in the gap for. Abuse, neglect, control, narcissism all of these things, but as we did it, we walked away with a lot of compassion, understanding truly where their heart was at. And as you do identification repentance, and you get to the more honest, and you get to the most honest, because Jesus does say, if you think about murdering someone in your heart, you've done it. Or if you've thought about a woman lustfully, you've done it. The honest, more honest, the So Angela just referenced something that we do, we talk about quite a bit. We say, yeah, in our business, and as we're walking through with people, we say we're talking about the honest place, the more honest place, and the most honest place. And so I'm going to give this example tomorrow, but I'll give it again right now, just because in identification repentance, some of the time, we can get a little religious that, well, oh, that's, not, that's not right, or that's not theologically correct, or I don't want to say that even, because that's like, that's too much, because your words have power. But really what we're doing is we're unlocking the door, so that's why we need to say the thing that the person's heart is actually already believing, and therefore their actions are already doing. Okay? This is why it's important. So the honest place. Um, so I used to uh, be on the team with this person, and um, if I was being honest with you, I would much rather have not been on the team with this person. Um, so if I was being honest, I'd say, if I could never play with this person again, be on this team, I'd be happy. It'd be great. Um, the relationship just was not a healthy dynamic in our relationship. But a more honest place would be if I would have never been on the same team as this person, really never knew they existed, that would have been great. Or, or if they got for that. No, yeah, fighter is fine. But if I never knew they existed, that would be great. The most honest place, and what Angela just mentioned in that scripture, that's where my heart got to. Of if you're angry with your brother, truly, truly I thought you committed murder in your heart. If I could have killed this person and got away with it without any repercussion in my life, I probably would have done it because I allowed anger to get to that place in my heart. Now, what's interesting is a lot of people already are there in their hearts because they've began to meditate on this thing that's causing them to be stuck. 
So when we're going in identification repentance and we're standing the gap on behalf of that person, we're feeling this thing like, I, will, I would rather kill this person than deal with this problem. And saying, sometimes it's going to shock you. Like, well, that can't be right. How, how could you actually think that? Or how could you actually do that? But the most honest place is actually where, where we've seen the greatest amount of breakthrough in our lives and, and in others' lives, where we get to, to, to pray with them and intercede with them. Because I really believe when we reveal our heart to the Father, we tell him, God, I don't trust you here, then we can begin to have an honest conversation and begin to build trust. I've seen it too many times not to do And the beautiful thing with identification repentance, I hear intercessors consistently praying for darkness to come to light, or praying for the darkness to be revealed, the light to come. It's a beautiful prayer. It's a very honoring prayer. But when we think about kingdom, the kingdom lives within us. It's inside of our hearts. So we can pray for external situations and the darkness to be revealed and all of that. But the reality is the state of someone's heart. And that's where God is trying to have a conversation with his sons and daughters. So what you're doing with the key of identification and repentance, and most intercession starts there, is kind of like the actual prison cell. So the first key that you have to unlock is this one, so they can at least get out of the prison if they choose to. Um, and again, we're not controlling an intercession. We're not declaring or demanding or doing anything other than standing in behalf of someone that we love with the Father's love that he's given us and just revealing what's in their heart back to the Father. And that is actually the act of bringing something from darkness into the light. And that's when we have seen the quick and swift movements from the Lord every time in intercession, whether it be government officials that we've prayed for, whether it be just a marriage that we've prayed for, business owners, clients. like, And it's amazing because things that we have prayed for in identification repentance, um, we have had clients come back and say, you won't believe this, my wife literally just told me everything we prayed about two and a half hours ago. She came to me and said she resented our marriage, she wanted out, she wanted a divorce, she was having an emotional affair, whatever, because their heart has been unlocked before the Father, and the self-judgment that they're holding has been confessed, it's no longer keeping them imprisoned, it brings this measure of freedom for them to have the courage to bring it into the light. And we've seen it happen in so many instances, churches, businesses, relationships, marriages, kids, especially kids. We've seen that. We do that with our own kids sometimes. We, you know, your kids go through something, uh, they experience a trauma, and they might not know how to process that. So we go in on their behalf. You know, we had a situation recently where our four-year-old was being really rude and speaking stuff over her, I don't even want to repeat, like I don't, I don't need to. But then she said it back to me as, an, as a personal identity statement. And so really quickly I parented her, of course, saying, no, this is not who you are. And I, you speak in the spirit, that's great. But then I go, go in on behalf of her so she can choose to step in freedom. This is the biggest thing that we need to understand in identification or repentance. You cannot control someone's will. You can't. So you, all you can do is unlock the prison doors and allow them a way to step out of what they're in. You can actually call their spirit forth and bless them with the courage to come out, but you yourself cannot control the outcome. 
And so laying down control is huge in identification of parents. But as I mentioned, the fruit of it, you yield empathy, you gain perspective, you get God's love in your heart for them, uh, and his heart for them, and um, we see them fruit. So any questions with identification of parents or comments? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll repeat. The bitter cup. Yeah. <laughs> and can you just expand on that? Because Jesus didn't drink anything, but you referenced the bitter cup. Just yeah. explain that. Sure. So when Jesus was thirsty on the cross, um, they gave him vinegar. Right? They put soaked in a sponge and put it to his lips. Some people do references as a cup. That's that's the bitter cup. That's the thing. When you're when Jesus was on the cross. He, the, the reference is he was standing on our behalf, okay? And, and the prophecy was that he would get that, he would receive that bitter drink, okay? So when he, the vinegar touched his lips, he sped out and he died shortly after, right? That, that's what we're referencing. As, as a reference point for identification of repentance for standing in the gap on others' behalf. Does that make sense? So it's like it's not an analogy because it actually happened, but it is an analogy as what we're doing in participation with intercession. Is that helpful? Yes. Okay, sure. Well, yeah, we can chat more about it later. I don't, I don't remember pregnant, so it sometimes leaves me. But where it says um, the eyes, the Lord searches to and fro, searching for someone who's going to stand in the gap. That's generally where this comes for, and what he's looking for is. Sometimes it's a physical location. Like, please go to Moose Lake, stand right here, do this thing. I love intercessors that do that. I think they're incredible. I'm just pregnant and can't in this season. But in my spirit, I can stand in on behalf of people and their hearts and what they're feeling and, and grieving through or those types of things. So you can either do it physically or in the spirit. Both of them. We have another question. I'll repeat it. That's okay. Pregnant <laughs> job. Uh, I'm just uh, curious, um, like where you got this concept from? Because I've uh, I've read a lot of intercessory books and inner healing, been in the ministries for years and years and years, but never really heard specifically this. Uh, like, was there certain books or training or something you you see? Yeah, great question. Um, again, that would be from spiritual parents, Dennis and Katie Wiedrich. Dennis and Katie Wiedrich have a book called A Royal Priesthood. And um, they, they outline a lot more in there. Now, in, in that reference or that resource we gave you before, the 20 times of prayer, we have all of the biblical references for these things that we're talking about in there as well. So, um, like multiple references, just because we understand, like, we want to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Right? That's super important. Um, but yes, that, that's an excellent resource to start from, and then we can chat after if you understand. Uh, any other thoughts, questions? A royal priesthood. Also, James Paul's intercessor, the intercessor, has a lot of similar concepts. So, I want to share uh, another story. Of, of it's another type of prayer that we find in Scripture. It's the prayer of communion. So. It's not the act of communion of you know of having the bread and drinking the wine, which is crucial and important. It's amazing, but in that act, what we're doing with Jesus is we're becoming 
one, we're saying, God, we're reminded of your sacrifice that you did on the cross, and that we're one with you. And so we've actually experienced this only a couple times. Um, but there was one time that was really significant. So the prayer of communion is a prayer, is a wordless prayer. Um, you're just sitting in the presence in oneness with God. And so one time we were praying for our old church, um, where we were growing in intercession, and um, it was this really unique time. We had uh, people coming in to help mentor us and grow us, and, this, and we were hosting this time at our house. And um, and so we went into listening, and usually after about 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, some of the leaders said, okay, right? what, what do we get? Everyone shares their part in peace, and we can discern what the assignment is, and pray appropriately for them. We never jump right into prayer. We actually just submit ourselves to one another. As it says in Scripture, it's important. Uh, uh, but in this time, no one said anything for like an hour, but you can you can feel the tangible presence of God. You know that feeling, right? Like you can feel it in the air. But we just sensed there was such a sweetness in the intercession that we were doing, because this is where our community was heading, that we actually didn't need to say anything. And biblically, it, it was. It was the prayer of communion. We were one with God, one in spirit, together. And there was no words that were required in that time. Um, so what I want to do is um, a couple of things. I think, because um, this is a workshop, I don't want to teach the whole time. I want to get into some activation. And so I'm going to do this individually and then in in small groups potentially, okay? So let's, let's do this first. Let's take a moment and actually do some intercession for a situation that may be bothering you. A really good indicator um, that you need to do some intercession for something is if it's irritating you. Just like a, like a couple days ago, there was a situation I had to approach someone and, and have kind of like a hard conversation, and I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I was like, no. Like, and I, and I, I, I held back a little bit, and then as a kid, I What's going on? So I did the, I literally just did the intercession. It took like three minutes, and then I gave him a phone call, and it was, it was all good. It was, it was actually like a really joyful, kind conversation where it genuinely had not been before. And so um, let's just take a couple minutes and ask Jesus some questions. Go ahead. Oh, another way you can tell if you have to do the intercession, not have to, but you're being invited into, is if you judged a situation. So if you judged it or judged a leader or judged the treatment of something um, that's generally a place where God is inviting you into intercession because what you judge, if you haven't done the intercession, you will then reap and it will come back to you in some form or fashion. Or it might come back generationally to your kids and they won't even know where the heck it's coming from. I have many stories on that with my parents. So let's do this um, right now. Can we just bow our heads so you can keep our eyes open? Doesn't bother me, but uh, just hold that situation. Um, yeah, yeah. Ask the Father. Let's do this, Father. Um, let's ask him a question, Father. Would you reveal to us where you would like us to do intercession right now? So don't second guess it. The first thing that comes to mind is going to be fine. And so let's do this. Um, Father, we choose to stand in the gap on behalf of this person, on behalf of the situation. 
and we choose to, to drink the bitter cup. Father, would you reveal to us how we can participate with you in this, in this intercession? So it may be that you're going on behalf of that person. It may be that God's inviting you to, to do something else in this situation, but just listen and let him lead you. We're going to take a couple of minutes and do this. And if you have a question, just come up to me and, and I can walk you through. So, is, uh, was that okay? I know it was general because you guys have a specific thing you're praying for, but is that okay? Um, is there, does anyone want to share a testimony with anything that stood out for them during that time? So it's interesting. So we're chatting for a bit, but right before that, um, I felt to intercede for a friend of mine. Um, and I don't have a personal conflict, but it's interesting. This is part of this this gift and walking self with the Lord is like just let him lead you, but he actually gave me, and i got to finish this off right after here, but just some revelation to confess on their behalf. Um, this is the thing I want to leave you guys with. Um, and I think you might get some nods, you might get some nods for this. Being an intercessor is probably one of the most thankless positions in the church. Right? But great is your reward in heaven. And, and I mean that we have uh, someone who works for us and we, we honor her as a mama. She's interceded for years. She used to have a job that um, would allow her space and, and time to intercede for praying, intercede for like five, six hours a day. And she loved that job for that reason. Um, and every time I think of her, it's like her, her reward in heaven, and I, I mean this, like, I know it's vast and substantial because she's chosen to stand in the gap. And so, it's fun on two ends. We get a reward in heaven, but we also get rewarded on earth because we get to see breakthrough in relationships and circumstances. Um, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, you've heard the saying it's heaven to heaven, but sometimes it's hell in the hallway. Like sometimes it's, it's not going to be a linear straight path up. It's not going to be perfect. But, um, you know, we are victorious and there's our chance in, in intercession and beyond. And so with that, Thank you guys so much for taking your afternoon with us. Um, I'm just going to close in prayer, and then um, we can take, yeah, take any questions, come up, chat, anything like that. So, Father, thank you for this time. Um, thank you for what you are consistently revealing to us in intercession. And um, so, Father, we take authority over this time. Anywhere we were, we were in our flesh, um, we, uh, we bind down Satan and any evil spirits that will come against in any form of retaliation. And where we are in the spirit, God, we seal us in the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for us to lose your angels concerning um, us and receive our full reward. And on, uh, on behalf of the intercession that we've done as well, we commission your angels to go, God, and um, begin to make a way for what we intercede for to, to take place. Amen. Amen. I will say this too. We usually close in that. Those are the, the three parts. It's, it's also in the document, but we usually find retaliation, 
Um, this is taught to us by, again, Dennis and Katie Wiedrich uh, in their book, and they have a whole story and experience and scriptural basis for that, um, which we can talk about if you want to like. Um, but I was talking to another intercessor, they're like, I used to bind retaliation, but I realized that when I'm in the spirit, I don't need to bind retaliation because I'm in Christ. And so we were talking to some other, other people that we walk out with intercession, they're like, well, we're not perfect with that. So maybe, maybe we should bind retaliation for anywhere we, we didn't even discern we were in our flesh. But then seal was done in the blood of Jesus because it's done and finished. And then I always like to lose angels and bless them because, you know, that's that's awesome. We should, we should do that. We should have the angelic, you know, carrying this ministry out on our behalf because God has given us the charge of angels and hosts of heaven to actually go do this. We have a lot of unemployed spiritual beings not doing the things that they're designed to do, and all they need is a spoken word. From you, and so that's how we close out our prayers. Just because I know I did mention that today. Anyway. Anyways, thank you so much, and enjoy your afternoon. And hopefully, the lake. It's a beautiful day outside. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and we'd love to hear from you. So please find us at the Well Exchange on Instagram and send us a message.